All right, how does it feel being an award-winning filmmaker? Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's how we're starting. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm dead serious, though. Tell me. Dude, it's weird, man. It's like, it's such a, like, um, I don't know. It's like I'm still processing, you know? Like, I, I feel like I've been going from, like, blacking out to, okay, I'm here. I'm on stage. I'm in a theater. I'm at another theater. Now I'm here talking about it. You know, it's like it's been. A, I mean, it's been it's been only a couple of days since that, so it makes sense. It's been what three days? Yeah. At the time of this recording, so yeah, I'm sure it's still fresh. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, dude, it's surreal. Just sitting there, and then like when you win an award and they call you up, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like this isn't the Oscars, but it's. The Oscars feel so much closer, you know. Like I'm like, oh, okay, so this is sort of what I'm gonna feel like, and this okay, is okay. Like. That's fire! I love and that. And it's like that sounds awesome. Okay, I love that. Damn, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, now no, it's, it's closer, more comfortable. Like now, like when I watched the the Oscars, that was the day right after my first film festival. So when I was watching everyone go up, I was like, that's crazy. I know what they feel like. I know what it's like to sit there waiting when they're like the exact feeling when they're saying other people's name and you're like of course whoever wins wins but you're like i really want me to win you of know course. like yeah and that yeah. feeling I, I like i'm like okay cool i can see myself being at the oscars or the emmys one day that's pretty awesome uh we're talking about you did a short film i guess it's a, we could call it a short film right because even yeah, though it's yeah. part of something bigger that you want to make it's still its own short film mm-hmm. something about us what is it about us everyone (laughs) people just no it's literally just like that when the name clicked in i was like that's it that's because it's supposed to be about just regular people you know just okay but what did you want to say about that what 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 about that made you be like there's something beautiful in here just describing just what regular people are like or showing like that kind of slice of life which i feel like as long as i've known you that's something you've always liked even in movies and stuff which is funny because i'm kind of the opposite but i am what i do want to talk about one movie that i saw that is pretty much like slice of life that made me kind of reconsider i gotta stop watching bullshit <laughs> and by bullshit i mean like people flying and shit it's like i gotta relax on that uh but what is it about slice of life that you like so much so i it started with like shows like atlanta rami master of none and you know i was watching them and i fell in love with them but then i was like wait nothing's happening it's kind of just people living mm. life yeah but then they would make whole episodes out of like little bs stories you know like yeah and i'm like wait a minute i started looking at my own life like that. i'm like wow life really is kind of just a movie like there's all these moments that happen that we like laugh it off but you can write a whole story about them you know yeah like for example i have a story one time i get a phone call at like 1 a.m my friend worked at a movie theater like 25 minutes away he's like yo i can't get my car to start or something like that and I'm like, dude, I don't know shit about cars, but call up Larry and Brandon. If they don't answer you, I'll come pick you up, but I cannot help you with your car. And then I get another call like 20 minutes later. He's like, all right, it's all good. Larry's picking me up or something. And in the morning, I find out Journey was stuck on like the middle of the highway, right? Larry pulls up, helping him out, and then his car died. So now they're both stranded in the highway. <laughs> and oh then God. they call AAA, and then AAA gets lost. And they're like, what? dude, they're there for hours. And I'm just like, wait a minute. This could be like a whole 
episode you know like it it's could. such funny it could. like little moments like that yeah but then like that, that moment bonded them you know they became a lot closer to that sure. and i'm like that is character development i started seeing slice of life made me look at life a lot more like beautiful and just seeing these mm, moments interesting and, to appreciate like the moments for what they are yeah and it's uh, like all these movie moments are just inspired by actual moments you know like the more you yeah, get into it yeah. they're all just like it's a good point yeah a lot of that stuff is just people's experience that's something that i talked to you about we had a screenwriting class this is your first the second time on a pod first time it was a few weeks or it might have been around the time that we were taking the same class together i don't know if the class yeah. was over at the point that i had you on i think it was yeah i think um, it just ended it was after that semester was over and we talked about i'm pretty sure we talked about being in that class if not i've definitely talked about it on the pod at some point that was a fun class because you learned a lot. I learned because um, everybody had to write their own scripts and stuff. I'm like, I could just tell that everybody's scripts that they wrote was just based on their life. It became so obvious to me in that moment yeah. because I realized what else could you write about? Especially if it's your first script. I mean, what are you going to go to first? It's yeah. something that you've experienced. You're going to change the name, obviously. It's not going to be, you know, Eladio is going to be fucking... Miguel or whatever, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. But it's gonna be the same person pretty much, and it was it, w it was really funny reading people's scripts because we had to change like scripts and give it to other people, and us reading their scripts and they're reading ours. And I was like, okay, this is clearly you. Obviously, it's you, but you can't say that because then it becomes yeah. weird because people are trying to mask themselves with these characters. Yeah, I think I was the only one that named my my yeah my character my, my, like, <laughs> my name, oh. which is like because we have like yeah obviously I'm gonna write about me, um but yeah th that's how you realize but it's what you're saying is like a lot of these things we see in movies and shows come from real experiences. Yeah no and it's cool because I I don't know where I saw something or read something but someone was like wow if you just look at life as like content for filmmaking and writing it makes everything so much easier you know like you know like you can spin things around and you're like whoa yeah this is a cool like today you know i'm like maybe i don't want to get up but i'm like screw it i'll like drive to this thrift store maybe on the way there i'll see something funny and then right interact with someone funny and i'm like holy shit yeah i'm in a show <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah that that's a good point that's that, low-key i kind of see my life as that cause I, even my because you know on instagram you can choose like what your profession is yeah whatever like gray letters and faded letters under your name I put movie character because that's kind of oh. how I see it. Where like, you know, I tend to put myself in a third, in a like a a, a third person omniscient kind of point of view whenever I do anything. That's funny because I I do that too. I like. Do you visually see it as well? Uh, I don't know if visually, but I always know kind of, and and that's sometimes bad when being in a moment mm -hmm. because you're just focused on how this looks in the overall scheme rather than you talking to the person that you're talking to that can take you out of the moment. But so, and, and that's why I like doing this podcast because I don't have to worry about that. All I will have to worry about is talking because the camera is recording the third person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to worry. The camera is doing that for me, mm -hmm. but in regular life, sometimes I tend to be like, should I see this here? Well, what if, and you know, and that's why I hate social media too. Cause there you can really Dude. form your fucking avatar. You know what I mean? Like they could really make your sims and you know, that just becomes overwhelming. But yeah, slice of life is, is, uh, interesting. I saw this movie a thousand and one. Have you heard of it? Dude, I was going to watch that last night. I'm going okay. either tonight or tomorrow, bro. It's definitely one of my favorite movies that I've seen this year. Um, it's incredible because it is like, damn, this shit is real. Like all I could think of was like, 
this is just like just really realistic in terms of I saw a review that was like the reason the movie works is because it doesn't have it's not melodramatic. It's like the things that are happening are happening and people react naturally and it makes the story feel even more real and, and you know, more profound in a way. Um, do you know what it's about at all? I know it's a mother kidnaps her own son. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. From, from the so, state. Yeah. Um, and, um, and you know, what's interesting about that too. The reason I also like the movie because it's not really about that. That's just kind of the hook to get you into the movie. And there's been a lot, there's, I saw one negative review that was like, you know, this movie doesn't live up to its premise. And it's like, bro, you're ignoring what the actual movie's about because you're like, oh, I wanted to see the thriller that is still, you know, kidnapping your kid. Like they just focus on the thriller aspect of it, the yeah. exciting it, uh, exciting part of it instead of like the characters and shit. Tiana Taylor, the mom. I, okay, I, I guess I can't get too much into it because I want you to experience it. But I'm just going to say like, the character she plays is one of my favorite characters I've ever seen because oh. it's, it's one of the most complex characters that I've seen. You know how people always talk about like anti-heroes and shit is like the protagonist that you may not find it easy to root for. Mm -hmm. She's one of those that does a lot. There are so many moments like in the movie, throughout the movie, there'll be so many moments where I'll be like, man, fuck it. Yo, I fucking hate this character, dog. And then the next scene is like, but I get it. And I love that because it's like you just can't help but feel empathy for this character that is doing just objectively bad shit. But anyways, um, I watched that movie and I'm like, because, uh, bro, by, uh, by the way, watching that movie, I was tearing up like every five minutes. Oh, man. It was one of those where I was like, because it, it, it would find beauty in the smallest things. And like I'm saying, it's like, you know, fucked up things that are happening in the movie or like realistic things of like what, what poor people go through, you know, on a daily basis, like black struggles. And, but it would be, it wouldn't be melodramatic. It will instead focus on the love that mm. is within every single uh, uh, scenario that they're placed in. And um, I don't know, there will be so many beautiful moments like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. I'll tear up and then I keep going. I was like, oh, wow, that's another beautiful. It was full of beautiful moments and it still had a good story, which I wasn't expecting because I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a slice of life. Anyways, my point is. I watched that movie and I had kind of like a, a weird like existential crisis where I'm like, bro, why do, why, why do I keep watching? Why do I only watch shit that's exciting? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. why do I care so much about watching thrillers and superhero movies and horror movies? It's like, because those things are exciting and they're fun, but they're not real. You know, it's not, you can find there's real stuff within it, you could say, but it's not real. It's like. You know, it's a fucking uh, a book of the dead that you open yeah. up and all of a sudden you're possessed by a demon that's making jokes. It's like, okay, there's you can get some reality out of it, but it, it just felt like refreshing to see a movie that was that real. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the biggest praise I can, I, I can paint it. But yeah. Um, and it's funny because last time we did the pod, you could see I was kind of fed up with superhero movies. We yeah. did a whole Shang-Chi. Still one of my favorite moments in this pod, the whole Shang-Chi rant, which... <laughs> Um, it's funny because do you love it now? No, I don't, <laughs> but it, the Shang-Chi makes all these other like newer Marvel movies look like fucking, right. it's like Endgame now. It's like only <laughs> you could go back to you yeah. of that, <laughs> of that episode and be like, bro, just wait till you see yeah. what's coming. <laughs> wait till you see Thor, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Quantumania, which oh. I, I enjoyed all of those, but I was like, okay, at least that movie had like something, there's something fresh about it. At yeah. least there was a unique perspective there, but um, yeah, man.
that's crazy that uh it's also cool to see you actually follow through with the things that we talked about with this like that's always i love that because people talk all the time i talk all the time i'm pretty sure i hinted at a web series on my last episode that we did with you where mm. like i never wrote that shit i i just got too busy and i and i'm like I still want to do it, but it's, it just things got cut up. But so it's it's really cool to see you actually like. No, I did it. Here we go. I've gone to film festivals. It's real, and I can make it. Um, how was that process of like? Because how long did it take for you to like the the uh, what you presented to the film festivals? How long did it take for that to be finished? Ooh, so I all started right when we shot and everything right from the beginning from wherever you want whatever you think your genesis point is okay you start from there so my final semester of school which was both our final semester yes yes yeah i completely throw away all my social life the last couple months and i just focused fully on like i watched so many movies i was reading everything i was writing every day and I was like fully in this because I was I was terrified of graduating and not knowing what to do. Because ah. originally I was gonna go, I was gonna go to California and do some stuff over there, but I was like, dude, that's gonna be expensive. I'm I don't want to get more in debt. And so I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna try and do something, shoot something. And I was like, wait, I have something about us, you know. I have like in the series, I have like thirty short films. So I was like, let me thirty. Well, there's three seasons and then 10 oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say, okay, okay. I thought it was all one season. You would yeah, have broken no. the mold with that one, bro. A 30-episode season? <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, That's funny. Okay, but yeah. So you Did you fully write all of them? Uh, season one is done completely, and then season two and three is like, it's up here, but it's still It's ideas. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so you know, I was going in on it, and then graduated, and then literally just kept going. Two days after graduation, I was casting. I interviewed like 200 people. And that went on for a couple of weeks. And then for a month, I went to the Dominican Republic and I did a complete like detox. I didn't like go on social media for a bit. I was only like reading and writing and then came back. And then a day after we completely shot everything, July 26, 27, 28, I believe. And of last year? Yeah, 2022? summer 2022. Gotcha. And then after that, I just sat with it for a while because really? I, I tried editing and I did, but I just didn't like it. Like I was really like, I looked at it and I was like, I am not proud to share this. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was really disappointed for a while. You know, I was like, fuck, I fucked up. Um, but I don't know. I just, you know, I was like, let me just sit with this for a bit. And I would re-edit it every once in a while, every couple months, maybe. And I was, as I was watching more movies and more shows, my brain just exploded i don't know like i started to understand and process things differently and every time i would re-edit i was like okay this is getting cooler and cooler and then around i would say january of this year it finally got to a point where i was like okay this is really good let me put it into a couple more film festivals and that's just where we got to now okay okay I gotta, yo, you know what's so crazy about that? I can relate with the editing part of it. Editing, I tried it. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of footage or when you wanna make it exactly what you think it should be, that shit is a fucking nightmare, bro. Dude, yeah. And you like, need you need the distance. You really need to like completely separate, especially if when if you're editing and you like wrote it or indirected it, 
you need to jump into like a different mindset, you know, yeah. you're going at it while still being the writing director, you're going to like sympathize with like certain scenes that really shouldn't be in it. You know what I mean? Mm. You have to like separate from an editor. Okay. What's actually needed? What can I cut? You know, what's yeah. actually like, what can, what can I share without being like selfish of someone else's time? You know, that's like the most yeah. important thing. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, my experience with editing something somewhat artful was I recorded like a bunch of footage for this. I guess it's kind of like a documentary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend threw a show at an underground kind of like at a base. He did like a basement show pretty much. Okay. It was like a basement party show near Temple. I uh, recorded all the footage. I started editing it. Uh, and I edited the first like 45 minutes, 45 seconds, like the intro of it. Mm-hmm was like amazing i'm like this is gonna be the greatest fucking documentary the world's ever seen and then i try to edit past that and i completely shut down banging my head against the table and have never touched it that's that was like six months ago wow it fucked me up because i was like the idea of trying to get it perfect was fucking with me because then i'm like okay this part is perfect now i have all this other footage you know what I mean? It's like the start is good. It's like, okay, you got it down. I was so hyped with the way it started. But then it's like, now you got to get into the different interviews that you shot. And how are you going to intersperse it with like actual, you know, performance footage? And like, when are you going to use this shot that you really like so much? You're going to save it for the end. That's the way that I think of it. But now, so in my head, I, I planned out, I had what I, I knew what the ending was going to be. And I figured out what the beginning was. But the middle, I completely melted. And so that fucked me up, but also the idea of taking time with something fucks me up too, because I'm like, if I can't edit it or if I can't do it in one setting, I won't be able to do it. Hmm. I don't know if that's ADHD. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I have noticed that a lot of the stuff that I do, even when editing the podcast, like one sit through, you know what I mean? Recording it one sit through, like it's usually I sit out of time to do this and then I do it. And then I move on. But the idea of something taking longer, that's why I probably haven't finished writing the fucking show. You know what I mean? Because that's I'm not going to be able to write the whole show in one sitting. Not even one full episode, maybe. You know, like I've done yeah. a, a page. I was proud of that page that I wrote that one yeah. time. No, that was good. Uh, Dude, <laughs> what do you mean? Good. Did I send it to you? I did, yeah, you suddenly shared like two, three pages. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, thank you. I forgot I sent it. It's been so fucking long. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, no, but like my tip, I, I would, I used to deal with the same thing because I, when I started making like videos or any sort of like films, it, it started off as like me just filming, like me and my friends hanging out and then I would easily put a track over it, you know? Yeah. I was like, cool, I can knock those out in like 30 minutes, you know? But as I started to get more complex, it was the same thing. I was like, oh, this is taking long. Yeah. Like I'm losing it after like a day, you know, it's harder to return to. But I, I figured, like, if I break it up, it's a lot easier. So, like, mm. you know, if you're writing, maybe take how many days you need to literally just write one page, but then treat that as its own thing and then work on the uh, next thing and next right, thing. Right, right. And who knows how long. Sometimes it could be a week or a month, but then you have a completed thing. Right. Yeah, that's what I got to learn to do. Uh, and you talking about your experience, editing, you taking that break to and then going back and editing it is making me want to go back and edit now because mm-hmm. that sounds fun like after it's been a while like that distance like going back to it um yeah man editing is hard is that's what i realized because it's also we talked about this in the last episode i'm pretty sure that the idea of something feeling right hmm. you know like that's the thing that fucks me up when i was trying to edit that too or when i do anything 
I, I, I try to go by instinct of like, what feels right to me? This is feel, what this feels right. And I'm sure that's what you went through editing the first time you edited. It was like, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's just a feeling. It's really hard, but it's like what I learned how to really understand when's like the final feeling. Okay. This is, I got to let it go here mm. is, you know, in all those months, it's not like I just sat and just watched movies. I have a YouTube channel where I always make like a bunch of little videos and I would work on those in the meantime. And slowly you can like, if you would watch my videos, you would see how I progressed and evolved as an artist. Cause in the time I was working on editing and how to like intercut different things where by the end I was like, well, this is a lot easier. Mm. Okay. So it's like the more you do it, you know, the more yeah. you do it, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point too. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, maybe I should go back to it cause I've edited more. I've realized cause I, you know, one of the things I feel, one of the things, because I, I took a little bit of a break, and I remember talking to you about it, or you texting me about it, yeah. um, and I came back and I put out this kind of this kind of like bonus kind of thing of like, oh, you know where I've been or whatever, being dramatic and shit, <laughs> uh, and then I talked about how like I was going through a little bit of a crisis with this podcast because I'd done it for so long, and I wanted it to feel like art, um, like what does that mean? Can a podcast be artful? And I realized one one aspect of making this podcast that I love the most is making the clips. Because I think that's the most artistic to me in a way, because you are like, I've real, I've learned to almost tell a story in 30 seconds. Mm. And, you know, it's also, it also helps that I can do it in one setting because it's 30 seconds, you know, so it kind of helps with that ADHD thing. But also the idea of something, having a beginning, middle and end. That's why I think podcast is harsh. It's harder to make it feel like art because it's more so of a conversation and then you can get into, can a conversation be art? Whatever. But with a podcast, it's not necessarily be beginning, middle, and end. It's weird because one episode, I guess you can have that. You can have a, 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 an arc. Uh, can you really have an arc through like 200 plus episodes of a podcast? Mm. Maybe. But it's like, there's something weird about it. But one thing that I learned editing clips is that I really enjoy that because it's its own little fucking thing that I can show to anybody. It's, even though it's short, and I mean, it kind of works to, you know, to make sure that a lot more people see it, but it just being this thing that I start and end, and it's like I edit it the way I want, and it's like there's certain tricks. I don't know. That's when I feel the most, like, accomplished. Like, I, yeah. I watch back these clips, like, okay, I see what I did. Like, I add little things to it. So now I do think I want to go back and edit the, the thing, given how many clips that I've done in that style. Because I don't think I was doing clips like that when you were... I don't even think I did a clip for our episode. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I wasn't... I was, like, trying to make it feel more casual, I think, at yeah, that point. I, I think you like, were just starting. Like, was I? I remember, okay. like, seeing some, maybe, like, a month after. I was like, damn, I didn't get any clips. Like, well, we're going to get clips here, buddy. That's why I got your back. <laughs> no. Um, I, I like... I like... I, I like the... the, the process of making a clip it's the most artful that i feel ever doing this podcast you know i i relate a lot to that I, I don't know if you saw this past week i've been releasing like these like something about us ads where it's like someone walking with the music yeah oh yeah the, the, yeah i think so. yeah I'm pretty, yeah yeah is it i guess because you posted with when the the the, the festival, festival right so it's yeah. that right it's yeah, alongside yeah. that yes i've seen it yeah and those have been, you know, first time doing those, but I feel the same way. It's like, wow, this is really fun. Like, I love this. Like, there's 30 seconds, but they're so satisfying. You know, you can do a lot more 
so quick. Like, I'm, I, like I knocked those out in like 10 minutes, but I'm yeah. like, wow, they look amazing. And it, it, yeah, I mean, you can just see it as its own thing. And it's like, okay, this is cool. You can be proud of it. You can share it, you know, very easily shared. Yeah, I think there is something to the art of making clips that I feel like you can see it as content because it kind of is because you're trying to take something, distill it down to make sure that it's seen as by as many people as possible. And it's in the uh, uh, vertical format. So a lot of people could see it as like, oh, this is purely content. But I feel like at least I try to treat it like art, mm-hmm. you know, in the way that I edit it. Like, I feel like there is an arc in the way that I do it. Like, even little things like the last clip that I did, there's a point where like, the, it's talking about Ice Spice. Um, <laughs> and, and it starts to like, leave Ice Spice alone. And it's like uh, uh, zooming in. Okay. Right. And that's how it starts. Like, that's the first frame. And then the end of it is is me laughing and it's zooming out. Uh-oh. And it's a small little detail that I don't think anybody would ever notice. But to me, it makes it feel like, okay, it's a, it's a beginning and an end. It's like, it's almost like a, like a cycle. Yeah. But like, no, it but- starts back up and it's like, oh, it's zooming and it's zooming out. Like, stuff like that, you know, that's where I treat it like it's artful. Because, you know, I'm trying to make it feel like there's something happening besides... Just words, very compacted. But yeah, what were you going to say? Just that subconsciously, people are noticing it. Like, I think probably subconsciously. Like, a lot yeah. of times we don't pick things up, but subconsciously, like, we are. Like, if you wouldn't do that, people might have not reacted at the same way, you know? Like, that's a good point. And Maybe it's until yeah. someone points it out. Like, it's, I think about it like, you know, on YouTube, there's a bunch of like those video essays of breaking down movies and stuff. Yes. And so many times people are, they love those, you know, they all have so many views. And mo- for the most part, we don't really, we can't really break films down like that. But the second we see someone else break it down, we're like, oh my gosh, wait, yeah, that's exactly why I like that scene so much. Mm. So it's like subconsciously, we already knew it, you know? It's- yes, yes. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's been fun doing uh, with the clips. That's why I've been doing like the one clips. And now I don't even edit the full episode because if you're like, with a podcast, like, how much fucking editing? It's like, you're going to fucking podcast. You're going to listen yeah. to it. You're going to watch it. It's about the conversation. So the podcast itself, I don't even really edit in terms of video. Like, I just put it out in audio too, I guess. Well, no, audio, I do the little intro like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've been trying to uh, have more fun doing this spot. I think I kind of figured it out, so I'm excited about that. Um, what do you consider art? It's everything. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, it sucks because that's... But it's literally everything. And I, like... I guess I started having that thought, like, when I first moved to Philly. Because I never really considered myself an artist until I did. And then I was around artistic people. And... I don't know, things just started going in my head and I was like, oh, I guess I am a creative person. And then I would look at like my dad, right? He's very like just dad and he wouldn't seem like an artistic person. But whenever he has free time, he's always like in the garage building something, you know, like creating a fucking door or shelves or anything, you know? And I'm like, that's an art though, you know? Like he enjoys taking the time to like shape things and create things and just, and everything has an art, you know? And I'm like, yeah it's everywhere it's in furniture it's in clothing yeah like a lot of like i enjoy like styling myself because that's another way of expression you know i'm like sure this is also an art i know i like how these colors look and i'm like okay art is everywhere yeah yeah i saw you know hasa minaj the comedian yeah yeah i was just listening to him that's crazy oh yeah he did a podcast um he was talking about what he considers to be art or like what an artist is, is just somebody who has a vision mm. and they make it happen. 
Yeah, that's all that's... artists. It's something you pick, you can picture in your head, and then you put it out into the world as a physical thing. Yep. That's what art is. And ever since I thought that, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because I feel like that's what goes into an artist's mind. Like that's what artists do all the time. It's like they get inspiration or just have ideas of like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Then getting it made. That's a hard part, but that's where, like, this is all from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of astonishing if you really think about it. I promise I'm not high. But it's like, imagine, you know, you, you picture something and you make it happen. I think that just means that anything is possible in a way. You can see it like that, where, like, if you can make what's in your head. Because yeah. your your head, your mind is full of just abstract ideas. Mm -hmm. It's shit that's not tethered to reality or fucking physics or whatever. You know, gravity has none, nothing to do with anything. And if you can make that happen in real life, then that, to me, there's like nothing that you can't do. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? No, yeah. I'm it's funny. I'm really sitting with that right now, like that feeling. Because, you know, I've been thinking back, you know, now premiering this at like some places. I've been thinking back to like all these conversations I would have had like two, three years ago, me and my friends. And I'm like, I'm going to write this scenario into a show one day or into a movie Mm. Or just walk in, listening to music with friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use this in the show one day. And it's like now I'm literally starting. You know, like first episode's done. You know, like yeah. it's... And it, I don't, it's such a crazy... Like I feel like I can do... Like I have all these other projects and ideas and I'm like, I can do them one day. You know, like yeah. if I just got to get the time and get there, but I can do them. What was the hardest part of making that first episode? Um, I guess... A lot of it was like personal stuff. Like I, I never directed anything before that. I was I only worked as like a DP on stuff. Oh, uh -huh. and that's a great debut. I didn't even know that. Mm, that's thank crazy. You. Thank you. Yeah, that's thanks. that's pretty dope. Yeah, these win awards in your first fucking fucking <laughs> thing that you made. What the fuck? Oh uh, man, <laughs> that's crazy. No, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, that's funny. Even like the day of shooting, I was like really worried i was like i don't know if i can be a director like i because hmm. when i was like young i was always a very like shy quiet kid you know and like okay. those people aren't really leaders and directors are the leaders sure and i was like i don't know if i really have the personality for this you know that's why i always stuck to dp work because i can hmm. kind of just be quiet and just shoot something and pass it along but i don't know as soon as soon as i started directing like i think you can see it also when you watch the short film it kind of gets better as it goes on because during the first day, the first, and we shot in chronological order, I was really nervous. I was kind of hesitant to tell people directions, but by the end I was fully in it. I was like, all right, you drink here or like you get up here, you look at this person here. And like, I got more comfortable with it. And so that's what I'm like, it was difficult at first. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is my thing, but by the end I was like, okay, I can do this. Mm. That that's, that's pretty good. But what, but what do you mean exactly? Like, what 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 specifically made you feel like I could do this? Was there a moment where you're like, oh, okay, I thought that was going to be harder than I thought? Or is like, oh, okay, that wasn't as big of a deal as it was? Like, were there moments like that where you were directing? Like, yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. telling people what to do, because I'm sure mm -hmm. that's a part that you were more scared of. Are there any more, are, are there any specific moments you remember being like, I got to tell this person, you got to, like, put your fucking arm here and, like, move a little bit to the left. And, and when you did it, when you did that, how did that feel? So it wasn't too much actually with that, I guess. Okay. But I do have like a story for that. At one point when we were outside shooting something, um, the cops pulled up and that was like, I already had in my mind because I didn't get like permission or anything. I was like, I don't have time for this. Fuck out of here. And, but when the, the cops pulled up, I like, 
I don't know what like came into me, but I like very easily just went up to him and I was like, yo, I need 20 minutes. Oh. And, and he was like, okay, cool. Take, I can't give you 20 minutes, but take 10, 15, just try to be gone when I'm back. And that, the moment I stepped away, I was like, okay, I'm a director. Like I fully mm -hmm. naturally felt like I need to like protect everyone here. It needs to fall on me, but I also need to like say something to like try and get this done. And that was the moment that I was really like, okay, cool. That's pretty I, cool. I can be a leader. I can. Why couldn't you record? What What the fuck was the cop doing? What, what time was it? It was, it was a night. It right? was at night. Yeah, it was at night. What the fuck? I don't, I don't it's know. It's an empty lot, right? I, I think I'm thinking of the place. Like, yeah, yeah, it was that. that. It was. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, what, what, yo, cops just be bored because who cares if you're recording something? What is like? This is not LA. Like, who cares yeah. if you record? Like, oh, that bothers no, me so yeah, much. Yeah, no, it was. It was it's a annoying. whole thing. It was. It definitely like ruined the vibe a little bit after you know like the walk home was not as fun as you saw the walk yeah there. it was a lot more <laughs> yeah. like oh gosh this is awkward and we, we took some time yeah. when we got back we took time to just kind of chill out for a bit sure but yeah. that's annoying it's like what are you doing i can't record i mean who cares it's a random lot like bro yeah. just what if we we're just walking here what so if you would have just said oh like okay we're not gonna record we just hang out is he still gonna kick you out i mean what the fuck I don't, I don't get that. That's annoying. That's just a cop that was bored at fucking what eleven p.m. or whatever, yeah, whenever yeah. it was. Um, okay, interesting. That that. But you said you were gonna say you were gonna give another example because you gave me an example of the question I asked. But you're gonna bring up something else, right? Mm. I forget what it was. Anyways, I was just talking about like the process of you. Like that's you. You were saying that's when you felt like the director. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that makes sense. I guess also like. There's a lot of times when, especially at the beginning, where I would kind of let other people, whether they were like the camera operator or like my assistant director, if they had a, a call on something. And okay. even though I knew internally, I was like, I don't know, maybe I like I want a wide shot for this. I would kind of just let them take over. Oh, OK. But then by like the second day and stuff, it was very much like I knew how to balance that where I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm still super open to like, you know, letting you say your part. But if I feel like I need this shot, we're going to get this shot, you know, like it was at first I would kind of just be like, mm, OK, I trust you. Like I didn't have much faith in myself. But by the end, I was like, yeah, I can. You know exactly yeah. what you want. Mm -hmm. Was there any times that were, there were conflict in the set while you were making it between mm. everybody involved, between the crew? No, no, that was no. And that was the most That's pretty good. Incredible part. Because, yeah. When I was so when I guess now I'll talk a little bit like about casting because it goes. Okay, yeah, this. you well, yeah you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, how did that go? And why didn't you cast me? I don't know. Damn man. it! I remember asking you. I, I remember know. like, yo, bro, I'm acting. I'm out here acting. I was I acting know. in this one uh, like short film that you know because of time and shit and just interruptions. It never came to be. Also, I didn't really want to be in it. Um, so I'm glad it didn't follow. You know, I mm -hmm. hope that person doesn't watch this. Um. But, but I, you know, I felt there was a point where I was like, I took that acting class and I was like, yo, I, I could do what I could, I could, I'm an actor. You know, I did the Jamie Lee Curtis speech. I'm an actor. <laughs> um, but you didn't cast me. Why? Please explain. I don't know, man. I'm a shit friend. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. Honestly, I don't know. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I really don't know why. It's like you were there. Uh, you were like open to work. And that's what I was looking for. You know, people yeah. who wanted to like, were into this and like, yeah. And I but, think I think you you I'm joking by the way you told me it, it was already casted so it was like you know 
By the time I expressed interest, it was like, oh, well, it's filled up, buddy. Go kick rocks. That's literally what you told me. You were like, go kick rocks. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, casting. Yeah, dude. So casting, I I use backstage. That's like, you ever used it? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I was You're, in a fucking okay. actor kick. I was applying. Actually, I didn't really apply, but I had the app. And okay, I was getting okay. emails every day of opportunities. I never actually like uh, submitted for anything. Um, but I, I, that was a weird moment in my life. Just like, <laughs> I, I guess I could be an actor, right? I still think I could be an actor, but you know, it's not the opportunity. If the opportunities present themselves, episode two. Um, uh, are are all the roles casted? Are are there are there new characters throughout the like? Oh yeah, the episode yeah. Goes there's on? like yeah, there's a lot of like side characters that i want to come in like there's okay there's this dual rap group that i really want to oh. in, you know like get into the thing okay okay um, i'll tell you more about it off screen just oh, so no sure, one takes sure. i think they're gonna be really interesting characters that's but. cool i like I, I always like it in a show where there's like new characters that come up because it changes things up a little bit it's like okay how do they interact with these people mm-hmm. but yeah casting you how you use backstage yeah so right from the beginning i was like you know I'm, i really have zero interest in like getting experienced actors hmm. i just i wanted a pool of people that i can pick from so when i was like interviewing people i you know they would tell me all these things they worked on but i really wanted to know about them i was like 100 percent. i was like it was kind of like it felt like dating you know because i was meeting Ooh. with people and like trying to really get to know them you know like if they were like, yeah, on the side I do roller skating, I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, what if one of the characters are roller skating? Yeah, you wanted to incorporate you, like, it. Now I want you. Got it. Um, and I was also looking for like a certain group dynamic. So overall, everyone needed to be have some sort of similar interest. Yeah. Because I was like, we're only going to have like a week in the shoot. They got to fall in and kind of be made to be friends. Mm. And Right. And that was the really most like incredible part of the set. I can't tell you like how many times people were like, yo, you did so good casting. Like by the end of the first night, you would think we were actually like a group of friends. I've been hanging out for years. Everyone was just like chilling. Everyone felt free. On the last day, people were like, dude, it felt like I went to college again or like some didn't never experienced college. And they were like, this felt like the whole college experience. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's what I wanted to go for. And but yeah, that was that was casting. It was just going through like two, three hundred people and like three hundred people, dude. It was crazy. What the fuck? I did not expect that. I'm like, I'm so a gonna... lot of people like like uh, uh, submitted. Yeah, man. I had people thing. like even after me being like, I I can't do like because there was people from like even like California and like <laughs> outside outside the country, and I'm like, look, I can't. Whoa. I'm I have no money. Oh my god! And but they, but that's in the. That, that wasn't a thing, right? Yeah. That's in the listing. Was, I was like, yo, it's local. Like, or like, if you want to, I mean, even for the show, we had people come down from Pittsburgh, Boston, like New York City. Uh, but but I'm saying like the, the, the no money part of it was in the listing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's, what, y- right? Yeah. Yeah. I have okay. it like deferred. Like it's eventually in the future, of course. But like right now it was like, I am doing this. It's kind of like a pilot thing. It's yeah. like, yeah. That's crazy. People from other states and other countries applying. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Did were, were any of them from backstage? Um, was it all people that you knew? In the, the ones who ended up on the on the on the yeah on the yeah pilot. yeah there was four four of them four really? were from backstage and then two of them were my actual friends and then two were recent people that I've like been working with 
and one was crazy one she literally stepped in like the day before because i had someone they got covid the weekend right before and and they just wouldn't get better by then and then i just put it out on instagram i was like yo i need an act i need someone and i remember that but it was a woman so i couldn't be like me yeah Yeah, i remember that (laughs) Dude, she <laughs> shout out Gina, dude. It was her birthday. Shout out Gina. Wow, her, happy her birthday. birthday. She she spent the whole day with us shooting and didn't even tell us it was her birthday till the very end that she's leaving. I was Damn, like, yo. That's crazy. Okay, so it sounds like a lot of things lined up. 300 people is nuts, by the way. That that's good. Did you go through all of them? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was like interviewing like I don't know, like all day long for like a couple weeks. Wow. Um, it was wow. fun. It was cool. Like it gave me a lot more confidence because even like people were like, "Oh, even if I don't get casted, I want to help write. I always want to be attached to the project and stuff." And I don't know. It was just it was an experience. That that sounds crazy, man. That it, sounds yeah. yeah. And it's funny because right around then I just completely forgot, but I was entering at a casting agency in New York, and oh. I learned so much from that. And I think that's why it was like so easy to transition because they teach you they pretty much teach you like how to stalk people like how to just really you know like as soon as i would get a name before even the interview i was already gone through all their social media sure, pages sure. and i don't know it was it was fun so you learn from that from that okay that sounds interesting would that be something you'd be interested in being like a casting director uh only for my own projects okay. i think moving forward i'll always be involved in the casting like 100 percent. but i can never i don't think that alone. I would ever for like someone yeah. else or like okay okay that makes sense yeah because that does kind of, that does sound kind of fun especially with, if if it works out I can't imagine if it doesn't I can't imagine you can't you cast someone that everybody hates and then you have to I deal know. with that that was like the scariest <laughs> part because you know it's like you can do as much research but you never really know who someone is until exactly you see until, them. until you meet them or whatever yeah uh, but I feel like you you would be a pretty good judge of character with somebody you would if you would just have to. Like you, you can you can have a certain vibe with somebody when you meet them. It's like yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool. This sounds very okay. We've been talking about this pilot that you've won awards for, but that people haven't seen. When can the people see it? What are the plans for that? Well, as of right now, I'm waiting. So I've showed it in Jersey, which is like my home state. Okay. And then I just showed it in uh, PA, right in the Lehigh Valley, where I spent. Uh, most of my life since like 14 and then i'm hoping to have a premiere or showing in philly just because it's where i became a filmmaker yeah um so i'm waiting to hear back over the next couple weeks if i don't hear anything back then i'm just gonna post it on youtube like in the summer or something okay oh Um, okay i didn't know if it was tied to something like uh like you can't show it because we're gonna do this it's like i thought there was something like that involved but no yeah that's the thing i've been mostly like aware of like i want to have full control of all of that you know like i've been very careful of like not letting any other like company or any anyone being like how you should wait for this like i want it to be fully in my mind because you know before film school i went to business school and i got a degree in business and like marketing oh, wow. okay and so it's like i know both sides you know and i don't need someone telling me like do it now sure yeah i'm excited for it to come out like on youtube because that, that's gonna be fun that that's gonna be uh and you've won awards for it already, so you know it's good. You don't have to be scared of the reception. <laughs> you've already got it, a good reception. Dude, it's so weird because I still like I still have like that thought where I'm like ten years from now, everyone's gonna be like, yo, we were just kind of like just being your friend. You know, like What? I, dude, well, they I don't, don't know you, right? Huh? 
Did the festivals that you applied to like personally knew you? Oh no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, like do do? people that came out and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Dude. Was it's it all just, friends? No, no, dude, no. Was it all? I'm sure it's yeah. a festival, so it's people just watching it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but, you gotta, you gotta get over that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like you showed it to a group of your friends. It's like that's what happened. It's, it's you know, actual festivals yeah. where people submitted their shit to be shown. Um, that's interesting, man. Um, I want to talk about the overall movie industry in terms of it, like in regards to like young people. Oh, I got so much to talk. I've learned okay. so much over the last couple of months, like, okay, wh- which is like funny because I, I never wanted to be a producer hmm. and completely like from now I, I'm like, I can produce stuff for other people because I've oh. like through this, I've become like my own producer and learned so many sure. things that I'm like, wow, if people just knew how to like, you can just do this and now you're in over here and you're in over here. Um, but yeah, sorry. Give me one example. Um, just one. You don't gotta. You don't gotta give up the game too much. Let's see. Let's see. So like, I guess like I I always had like when I didn't know anything, you know, like what to do. I was like, how would I even like distribute my films and my projects and stuff? And I then I started watching somewhat smaller indie local, not local, but just smaller um, films in the U.S. And then I was like, wait, on the internet, I can just quickly search up what festivals they got into. Oh. And if I'm in the same theme of them, bam, if, you know, get it into those festivals and you'll have an easier way to get in. And then once you're in that community, you'll meet other DPs and producers that would want to work on your type of projects. You know, it's things mm. like that where it's like how to get your foot like in the correct door, you know, because right. the film industry is so huge. And it's just little things like that I've been picking up and learning and like, yeah. Okay, that that that's very useful information. That, I never thought about that, but that that seems very smart. It's just like just look up because that's certain shit that people would never think to do or never even think about. It's like, oh yeah, Ari Aster submitted to a film festival when he was just coming up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these people, they had to start somewhere. Yeah, they didn't just get hereditary offered. You know, by eight twenty four. So that's smart. Um, and it's also about connections, like you said. You meet those certain people that you can eventually work with, and then. You know, those people go on to work on bigger movies and then they know you. So then they recommend you. Yeah. All this shit is all about uh, uh, relationships, who you yeah. know. Yeah. So Dude, that's my number one tip to anyone. It's like get good social skills and just smile and be kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you're you'll make it like that's okay. literally I, I mean, you need a little bit of luck. But like, yeah, that 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 makes sense. But I was thinking, I was thinking more. So when I say the film industry, I mean, like in terms of I, 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 I find it interesting of our generation how we see movies like are they cool do people care about them well because 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 i don't know you know uh uh what what's the phrase like bear with me because i'm trying to work these thoughts out the idea of like things like letterbox everything everywhere all at once like certain things like these where like cool movies are becoming kind of cool in that everything nowadays especially on social media it's an aesthetic mm-hmm. you know people love an aesthetic you know euphoria that's the reason the whole fucking show is popular because of the glitter under their eye like you know what i mean like it's just you know the fucking purple and the the, the bi bisexual lighting as they yeah. call it like that's why that shows as popular as it is because it's an aesthetic that people can recreate on their fucking tiktok feeds yeah. um and i feel like i'm noticing that now with movies because for a while, especially during a pandemic, 
everybody thought movies were over. Everybody was like, movies are done. Movie theaters are going to close. Nobody cares about movies anymore. And I've talked to my younger sister about that. And she was like, no, I mean, movies are never going to go away. It's just, you know, it's how you watch it might, might change. Mm-hmm. But people are still going to care about movies because movies, at the end of the day, is a form of art. Yeah. That'll never go away. The idea of like a 90 minute, you know, 90 minute to three hour, whatever, just singular thing that has its own arc. That's a movie. There's nothing like that. You know what I mean? There's nothing like that anywhere else. You can find it. Shows is maybe the closest you can get. There's a lot of shows that are kind of very cinematic, but even then it's still like an hour and it's episodic and that's just different. Books is different. You know, even YouTube videos is different. Um, Movies are movies and they're never going to go away because that's what that form is. And a lot of people have always been scared of like, oh, they're going to go away because people are not watching it in the movie theaters. And I think you see shit like everything everywhere all at once winning Best Picture, which I want to talk to you about that. How do you feel about that? I loved it. I mean, I've been on the hype yeah. since you took me to the theater. I, that's right. Yeah, I did yeah, take dude. you. Yeah. See, I, I, I be calling my shots, man. Well, even though I didn't know, I didn't think it was going to win Best Picture, but I did love the experience of watching it. Um, and I think it's something, another thing I told my sister is like, I feel like that movie is very indicative of what, oh, and I talked to you about this too, indicative of what our generation is like, of like Mm -hmm. the idea of like so much happening, but they're kind of too, it's, it's almost like the perfect TikTok movie in a way. Yeah. Because think about TikTok, like now you go on TikTok, do you use it? Do you use TikTok I stopped using it. But you used to. Okay. I used to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like now you see, and I've, I've seen people talk about this, how there's like, there's a video of somebody talking. There's like a video game being played right under it. I saw something like Cause that. Cause people yeah. are not fucking, they can't even watch. So, they can't be focused on somebody speaking, you know, for, for a little bit until they're like, okay, show me somebody playing a game that's stimulating my fucking eyes for these 30 seconds. Um, which is crazy. But I think that's kind of what, um, Everything everywhere all at once is to a certain extent is very overwhelming. Yeah. It's very much like throwing, keep throwing shit at you, like things happening a mile a minute. And it's interesting because the Daniels, they had a, a when they won, I think, one of their speeches, they had a lot of them. Um one of their speeches was talking about how they were scared they were scared when making this movie about how young people might react because they feel like the internet moves a second at a time in movies happen like a, a year at a time. Yeah. So how yeah. can movies ever catch up to what the fuck is happening on social media? And it's interesting that that way of thinking is nuts because it's true. So much happens in social media, but I think that's what makes movies special is that you can't, it's it's its own thing and you can never really affect it. You have to come to it as opposed to social media where everything comes to you. Does that yeah, make sense? No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like cause like, you know, all movies in a way, they're all like time capsules, you know, yes. like and you can yeah. just jump into them in a, you know, while social media is always moving and moving and moving. Yeah. And it go it's kinda like I guess works with like time. It's it's gonna pass you no matter what. Yeah. Right, exactly. It, it, it'll always do it. And I just gotta say if uh the Daniels are watching this I'll give you some advice because clearly you need it. Um, I don't think, I don't think, it, I, I don't think anybody, my personal opinion with the social media, I don't think anybody should compare any sort, any sort of art to social media. To me, social media is this thing that it's, it only works on social media. Whenever mm-hmm. people try to take it out of it 
and put it in either a show or a movie or a song. It just doesn't work. It dates it right away. It's done. Like yeah. I think about songs that use popular catchphrases that are, you know, that that are popular on the internet, right? Like when when artists like use the the latest AAVE slang. Like, mm. oh, it's giving, you know, whatever. Or like I was about to say Okay, I'm gonna say it because it's funny and it came to my head. I was about to say, "Ain't nobody got time for that." That's like a 2012 me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that's in my head. <laughs> Yo, lately I've been feeling super old, right? Because oh fuck, since yeah, you know, I, I stopped using TikTok and I stopped using all social media except okay. Instagram. I use like 45 minutes a day and I okay. separate into like three parts throughout the day. But that, uh, you know, going to the conversation of how social media works, like. I feel so lost in the world. I don't know what's happening. Like, mm. and I've been doing this for a couple of months now. So like this giant wave of like with Ice Spice and all that. I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, who is Ice Spice? <laughs> and then like, I know her by like face. Yeah. And right. I'm like, I'm only 23. Why am I so lost? But it shows yeah. how fast social media works. Like yeah. I've only been off it for like a little bit. And I don't know what's happening in the world. You miss a bunch of shit. Yeah. I think Trump's getting arrested now. <laughs> like, I, like, I have no. And it's, yeah, I just I tell like my family, like who I live with. And I'm like, if anything big happens, you know, let me know. Yeah. But, AI. Like, yeah. Like chat JVT. Do you know what that is? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so I'm like, funny. I aged like Ugh. 30 years in the last that, one. That's hilarious. Okay, hold on. I got to show you what ChatGPT is right now since you don't kind of know what it is. It's an AI thing. It's a robot that you can talk to. See, Tell- last time I knew about AI, it was like Siri and like, like yeah. so that's like where I'm... <laughs> nah, shit is going crazy. Give me a prompt, anything that you want to ask this robot to do. Like you tell it, give me a title for my neck for episode two of my coming of age TV show or what, like whatever. Something yeah. artistic All like right. that. Give me a title for a short film about two people going to the beach to break up. Okay. Give me a title for a short film about two people going to the beach to break up. Going to the beach to break up. Give me a title for a short film. Let's see. Let's see what ChatGPT says. Coastal Closure, a short film about ending things at the beach. Coastal Closure? Okay. I don't like it. Uh, well, how do you feel about Coastal, coastal Closure? closure. <laughs> it's not bad, but it is. Yeah. No, it's like close to close. Um, no, and- I, oh, man, honestly, that kind of works because that is like, and that's supposed to be episode two, and it ends with. They're not really getting closure, but you're getting closer to closure. Oh, this AI knows more than I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it knew what you were going for. I want, I, and you can also like tell it, like I could be like, okay, get rid of the subtitle, and see what it comes up. Get rid of the subtitle. Breaking tide. Did it breaking tides? That's fucking good. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really fucking good. <laughs> if I use that, am I gonna get like sued one day? No, it's, you can use whatever, bro. I've been using that shit. I came, I came up with my fucking playlist title from it. I've just been oh asking my shit. god. Yeah, I was like, give me a title for a a playlist about new music every Friday. It was like freshly squeezed. I'm like, that's fucking genius. Wow. And then you know, it's like lemons. You freshly picked, you fucking squeeze them. It's brand new. Damn, that's good. All right, give me another one. I, I want to get. Give me another one. Mm. let's see sense of separation these are fucking awesome <laughs> <Dude. laughs> these are so good oh my god i see i think i like breaking tides the most i like breaking tides. um I, I don't i want to ask you something what's up um i want to ask it okay these are funny why do i have intimacy issues let's see 
As an AI language model, I cannot diagnose medical or mental condition. Okay, now it's taking that. Don't give me a. Now it's giving me a paragraph about what the fuck intimate issue. Okay, stop. Um. Anyways, AI is the latest thing that's going crazy. You can, you know, you can, you have a. Uh, actually, you know what's crazy? That uh, it's crazy because I was just listening to an AI, uh, song. I AI generated song where they're using. Well, the, the big thing with AI now is um using artists. And making them sound like they're singing a different song. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, for example, this. What the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Dude, that's so scary. It is. All right, this is this is a very funny one. The one they've been doing it with the most is Kanye. Uh, there's a Hey There Delilah. What? Uh, uh, Cartier. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's so funny how you get off of TikTok for like a month and you miss literally every single hey, artist. Dude, everything. I'm like, like behind on everything. City. I'm like, how I'm is this? When is this? Away, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. <laughs> Times Square can shine as bright as you. Isn't that nuts? I swear it's true. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you think this is going to affect? Um, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. I think in terms of art, right, you were going to say. I mm. think the way that it's going to happen, I, I think, unfortunately, with AI, you can't stop it. So all you can do is use it as a tool. Mm. You have to be open-minded enough to use it as a tool to help you with shit. Because you're not going to be able to stop it. And so what, what's left then? If you can't stop it, then are you going to just not make music? Um, obviously, regulations and shit should happen, but it's like, I don't know. There's, there's something I think I've been thinking a lot about how tricky AI can be. If it's very convincing, you're like, oh, I don't know. Is this real? Is it not? I, th- I don't think we're at the point yet where you can really say it's not. You know what I mean? Because because at the end of the day, like if let's say a, a song comes out, right? It was like Kanye's new song. It, you know, Kanye could be like, I didn't make it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, it's AI. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going to be like that crazy where like the artist himself is going to come out and be like, no, I didn't do it. And everybody like, shut the fuck up. Yes, you did. I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I still think there's one step. Where it's not. We're not quite there yet where they're like. AI is going to fully convince you. All it lets me yeah. know is that you have to be more cautious of what you see in the internet, which again has been my approach with the internet this whole time. All this shit on the internet is fake to me. Mm-hmm. Everything. Oh, yeah. What everybody says, what everybody believes, what everybody's arguing about, it's all bullshit to me until I meet somebody in real life that feels like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So and it, now it just means... You have to be even more cautious. If you see like a song where Drake is covering a song, you're like, who, who did that? And you have to do more research. Some people are too lazy to do that. Uh, so I guess my my opinion on that is that like, well, just decide. To me, it's going to be is getting to the point where I'm just like, I'm just going to enjoy it, not really believe in anything. Just yeah. have fun with it. You yeah, know? I, I think us like as consumers... This is great. You know what I mean? Like now we're going to get like, well, yeah, I, I was thinking genres about, from like musicians yeah, that would never man. approach that. Like but I, I do think like the big issue is like, say like, I don't know. All right. Say Kanye, someone uses Kanye's voice and makes a song and it goes fucking viral. Yeah. 
for Kanye, that's a huge issue because yeah. it's like, can he be like, yo, take that down? You know, I like, think, how's that? I think that's going to be the next thing. Probably the next step of uh, figuring this out is definitely going to be the artists themselves being like, all right. Because it's going to be somebody that is going to start making a lot of money off of a famous artist's voice. Mm-hmm. And if I'm that artist, you best believe I'm going right. to take I'm that like, shit yo. down. <laughs> not making money off. I'm, you're not going to have me singing Hey There Delilah and you're going to make money off of it. What do you mean? That's, it's my voice. Yeah. That's going to get tricky when they're like, well, actually, it's not your voice. <laughs> Yo, imagine someone tell you that. No, your voice is not your voice. Oh, man. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's fucking mind-blowing, man. Oh, fuck. But, you know, let's just have fun with it, I guess. There's other covers. Kane, uh, I, 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 there's been a couple of those of the Kanye, like, uh, AI, mm-hmm. where, like, it just sounds good. It, like, it's a song that I would just listen to. Hold on. I want to go to my history. Don't look at my history, bro. Don't, don't peek. <laughs> you yeah, don't know what you'll You ever, see like, here. put YouTube on the TV and there's people in the room with you? You're like, fuck. <laughs> they yeah. can see what I searched <laughs> up. Like. And they're suggested. They really know. They're just like, oh, man, what? That's not. I don't like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't find any other ones. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's what you've been missing of being off the internet. But I this is what that. I mean. We're like. Yeah, if it's something to me, if it's something you can miss by not being on the internet, it's not real yet. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've been noticing a lot too. Like I've, I don't know, it's weird like how like social media, it's like it's been forcing us to like almost not be in the moment. You know, we're always like anticipating, oh gosh, what am I going to miss? I don't know, yeah. Yeah, um... What are movies you've seen recently that you want to talk about? I want to do a little a little movie talk right now before we, before I, I we wrap up. Just last night I watched Rye, Rye Lane, I think it's called. I saw that, yeah. Dude, that one's incredible. That, that was like a movie that I'm like, I, in my review on Letterboxd, I was like, I wish I made this. And that's like my biggest compliment to like any, it, it's just such a like, it's just two people literally hanging out the entire day. And they're both at different points. They played a fake verity of themselves you know Mm. it's like say they're very like quiet person and it's just this one day they say you know what screw it i'm gonna do everything that i would never do i'm gonna say hey i love your shoes to that one person at the store and it's like it's aware that it's like this day is incredible but it's only because of like you decided to do things a little bit different Mm. and i don't know it's like i that's just something i'm like i wish i i wish i did that they to be able to like express say stuff like that 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 you have in mind, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people that are good with that, especially like in parties. Like they're able to start a conversation just by complimenting. Yeah, which I think is smart. You just go up to somebody and be like, "I love your shoes." That's a great way to, that that's nobody's gonna be getting mad at that. Yeah, nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, what the fuck are you trying to say?" But like, it's funny, like in the in the sh- in the movie, there's a moment where one of the other character who doesn't normally isn't like that. They try it, and the person they do it to reacts. Like, yo, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, ah. But, and, and I notice it's a lot about like your tone and how you approach right, the person, right. you know? Okay. Like, All right. Interesting. That sounds fun. Is that a movie you would recommend? If you were to recommend one movie to anybody watching this in our listening, would that be it? Or is there another um, one you actually want to recommend? You know, I guess one that's like, hasn't been really watched and I would recommend it to people our age mm. is Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Came out. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. It's on Apple TV Plus, right? Yeah, man. It yeah, it came out. Yeah, it came out like last year, and it was crazy because up to it coming out, it was like everywhere, man. Like people were like, "This movie came out of I think like 
Sundance. Or Sundance, something. yeah. And it was, you know, it got bought by Apple, and it's this uh, Cooper Rife. It's like it's only a second movie, and he's like a star now, you know. And but I don't know. Right after it came out, it's like they stopped pushing it, they stopped marketing it. Nobody really watched it except for you know people in the film industry and stuff. Hmm. But it's a movie just about a guy he just graduated from school and. It's like that limbo space. There is like, there's not the big job or the next step in your career. You're kind of just floating and just doing things, but it's, you relate so much. I think everyone will find a way to relate. Okay. And he's, uh, do you like his style of filmmaking? Cause he's kind of developed his style. Cause I, I know people talked about his movie cause that's his second movie. He has yeah. another movie that came out before. Mm -hmm. And from what I've heard people talk about him. <laughs> It seems like he clearly has a way of making movies. Like it's kind of unique to him. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's why it's crazy. He's like he's literally one of like my biggest inspiration. He's like two years. Oh wow! Older, and he's like two years older than me. That's and pretty dope. Yeah, but because I can see how something me and him must have watched something around the same time that because I want I definitely want to hit a similar arcs that he's hitting in his stories and stuff. Ah, but he's definitely going okay. uh, somewhat a different route. Gotcha. But I, yeah, no, he's awesome. He is, he's, he's just a great dude, dude. He's huh. the actor. He's like the writer, director, producer. I'm like, I'm going down the same path, man. All right. Well, shout out to, um, shout out to him. I, I don't know what his name is. Cooper Rife. <laughs> Cooper, Cooper what? Rife. Cooper Rife. Shout out to Cooper Rife. Check out Cha Cha Real Smooth on Apple TV+. Plus. I think the movie I, re I would recommend, and it's, relevant now if you've seen the show swarm on amazon prime do you know about that dude yeah i'm did you I, watch it no not yet i'm ah, i know fuck I'm yo that's one show it. that you gotta watch and we gotta talk about because especially because you love atlanta i just know. finished atlanta did have you, you finished no it? I, I i yeah uh, i haven't finished dude uh, the final episode yeah apparently it's like very like uh very atlanta way to end it where it's like like yeah, the way I end, the way... We can just, talk about it. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Just the way it ends, it's, you want me to like spoil yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's I kind of know already. It's, it's, a, it's a Darius kind of centered episode. And there's some weird stuff that happens throughout it, but the way it ends is very kind of almost anticlimactic because it doesn't feel like a serious finale, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. And it's, I just loved it because at least the way I, like I haven't read anything about what it's actually about or anything. Yeah. But the way that I took it in, Atlanta's always been about Darius, right? It, oh, it's like okay. it's it's the show. Like in the first fifteen minutes, you kind of watch Darius wake up over and over again. Like he goes in, he's doing like oh, the, the last episode. You mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's like stuck in a constant dream, hmm. and it just connected the whole show. Now all these surreal moments, you're like, wait, so was this episode one of Darius's dreams? Ah, okay. And I'm so excited to rewatch the show now and be like, whoa. Do you think you'll find like definitive answers to that? Or is it more so like, is debatable whether like a lot of the show is a dream or not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's definitely debatable. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, but anyways, yeah, Donald Glover's Swarm. You should watch it. It's fascinating because I'll just tell you right now, this is not a spoiler. There's seven mm. episodes. Okay. Episode six is definitely the most Donald Glover episode. Hmm. But I think for the worst, like it's very clearly the worst episode, okay. but it's because he took a swing. You For me, it was a swing and a miss. Okay. Still a swing. What would you so say? So it's interesting. You say it's the most Donald Glover. What's Donald Glover? 
Like, what would you say? Is whatever you or... think, Donald Glover. Whatever you think, it's one of those episodes. And I remember I was talking to somebody. I forgot who. Oh yeah, uh, um, Ren Cinema. He's a rapper. I had him on this pod. Yeah, yeah, no. a couple of episodes ago. He mentioned how the thing that he likes about Donald Glover and something he aspires to be is that everything he does creatively feels like it comes from Donald Glover. Like it's all a part yep. of his mind in a way. Yeah. So with that in mind, put that into Swarm, and that's what I mean. There's one episode, episode six. Okay. That even though he didn't direct it nor write it. As soon as you watch it, you're like, okay, this is clearly a Donald Glover episode, which is fascinating. Wow. Um, but yeah, that that's an interesting show. But the reason I bring up Swarm is because one of the directors from the like episode directors from Swarm made this movie, her debut film called Hong for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which we you didn't like, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it too much. I loved it. I loved it because it was very ambitious, mm-hmm. especially... Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, and then and then we'll wrap up. I want to I want to talk about this because because and it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember everything. But when I the, the thing that I hated the most about the way it was marketed is just it wasn't the movie that it was marketing. Like if you see the trailers for it, you think it's a fucking Madea comedy. Yeah, that's what yeah. you think. That's the tone they're going for, and then you watch it's like actually not really. There's some funny jokes in there, but it's a deadly serious drama about. This pastor and his wife and the 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 controversies they've gone through, and they go to some really serious like themes, and then the way it ends is like what the fuck. Um, that's as much as I'll say without spoiling this. So if you want to, if you don't want to spoil, you know, episode is about to be uh, be done anyway, so you can either go watch it or click off whatever you want to do. All right, now that we're spoilers, I loved how it got into the idea of obviously him being closeted. Mm-hmm. the pastor um i can't believe it went to the point of like the molestation with the kids that were taking care of them the one sh- the one the one the one shot scene in the basketball court where he's like trying to groom the guy the cameraman Yo. it's one of one of my favorite scenes of any movie last year that shit was incredible because it, it, it was both you know technically it was amazing the way it was shot but also it finally revealed this thing about this pastor it was a confirmation especially after you see scenes that hint at him like not wanting to have sex with his wife and, you know, being very homophobic. There's a shot that it cuts to the old tape of him being very homophobic. Yeah, yeah. And it's after their awkward car ride home. And there was the way that it was edited together, like the scenes will come after each other, was like, what the fuck is going on? You're kind of confused. And then that's the scene to me. That's kind of like the, 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 the fucking the, the best scene of the movie because it's like it's both impressive but also has a real reason for happening you know what i mean because sometimes mm-hmm. people like to do one shot scenes for no reason it's no reason for it yeah. it's not but in that one it made sense because you it, it makes you feel like the boy being groomed right like there's no escape and it's just like you're dis- disoriented it's like the camera keeps moving you feel the desperation of the pastor because he's getting sloppy obviously the way he's doing it is clearly doing it out of desperation because he's probably been doing it for a long time and he knows how to do it and this time it didn't work so you feel that he get he does the outburst the actor what the fuck is his name he wasn't this is us right yeah something sterling right uh, sterling k brown yeah he's amazing i'm glad he had a, a, a chance to like really shine i need to see him in a fucking Yo, in waves you got have you seen waves i've seen waves yeah he uh, was yeah. amazing in that but i want to see a movie where he stars that people watch it i know i, I want to fucking ari aster or somebody like a real like famous director to to grab him the same way that donald uh no same way that uh 
Paul Thomas Anderson is going to have Regina King, King in his next movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. she's going to be like a starring actress, which is like perfect, right? I want somebody to do that. And I'm sure you probably saw that movie. Oh, I'm just guessing, but I don't know. I want somebody to do that with Sterling K. Brown because I'm shocked that he hasn't like really been the star of a movie because he can definitely carry it. He's one of the best actors oh around. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, Oh, and then, so that's that, right? And so then you get into it, and then there's some interesting ideas about what does love mean in a romantic partnership, like when Regina King's character goes to talk to uh, Sterling K. Brown's mom. Mm-hmm. So there, so his, so her mother-in-law, and they're talking about how like real love is like standing by him in that perspective that mm-hmm. some like older women right. have of like what a marriage is supposed to be, and um, and how the movie is low-key about her and her gaining like control in the relationship right like having this whole time she's trying to look out after her man but this time at the end she makes a decision to still be with him but know that it's a transactional relationship mm-hmm. like they're doing this for the fame and glory and the money but not for the love like that's over she's decided that but she still wants to stay in it which is interesting because what is the movie saying about is that an appro- appropriate you know form of love and then the way it ends with Jesus with a black Jesus in it I think that shot, I literally could write a whole fucking essay about how that shot is basically the point of the movie. And the point of the movie is the the commercializing of this idea of black Jesus mm-hmm. and how that really exists for mega churches to make mm-hmm. money off of black people. Yeah. I just did a whole fucking monologue on this movie and you didn't like it. Why didn't you like it, dog? Well, you didn't uh, like it. No, it was. Did honestly, you pick up on everything I said? Yeah, no, no, can, no. Oh, I, okay. I didn't like it. I was, I simply watched it in the just the wrong. Yeah. I like, you know, it was like the middle of the day. I was kind of just like doing stuff. Okay. Oh, and well, I, yeah. I went in thinking I was gonna get a comedy. Yeah. So when it started getting dark, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, what? Okay, I'm gonna keep yeah, folding yeah. my laundry yeah. and let that. I'm like, I'll wait for the humor to come back. No, I never came back. And. Yeah. No, that's the only reason like it that's didn't funny. fully click in. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in a movie theater, which I think probably helped because, mm-hmm. you know, it was very much like you focus on a movie. I don't know. It was And also the way it was directed was just very impressive to me. And the, the amount of subtext in it. I don't know. It's one of those movies that I feel like five to ten years from now, people are going to go back and be like, why did we just all ignore this movie? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the marketing. It was horrible. And then it was on Param- It was on Peacock like a week later. Yeah, It's a weird, weird release that they did with her. But I think she's a very talented filmmaker. She gets to show off even more in Swarm. I'm excited for you to watch Swarm. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the movie I will recommend, Home for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Oh, I just I just blacked out for a second. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what we're doing. I think I talked for like 15 minutes straight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, at least I was um, in a rant about. Yeah. Every time you're look here. At us, look at us, though. What, what you mean? No more ranting. Now you're like spreading positivity. Well, that was a rant, but it was, I, I guess it was, it was a, a good, good rant. rant. Yeah. It, was a, it wasn't me trashing a movie, uh, which I still stand by. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, one last thing that you want to let the audience watching right now, if if there was one thing you want them to take away from this episode, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. What do you mean? Just something that you want them to say, like any sort of advice. It could be watch my short film when it comes out later this summer. It could be anything that if they were to walk away from this episode in the forefront of their mind, what would it be? Um, that your life is also a movie you know like the more you pay Mm -hmm. attention to like these little moments you'll like see how special life really is and like 
it'll give you more empathy for everyone you know like i don't know it's just just be a kinder person just see what's around like disconnect from a little bit from like just social media and like be here now yeah there we go francisco aguilar award-winning filmmaker um let me tell you what i'm gonna do to end this episode i told chad gbt give me an outro for my podcast interviewing a filmmaker so i'm gonna read it out and this is how we're gonna close it out okay Okay. Okay. all right thank you for tuning in to this episode of our podcast where we had the pleasure of interviewing a talented filmmaker we hope that you enjoyed hearing about their creative process their inspirations and the challenges they face in bringing their vision to life as always we encourage you to support indie, support independent filmmakers by watching and sharing their work. And if you have any suggestions for future guests or topics you'd like us to explore, please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, thank you for listening and stay inspired. <laughs> Holy shit, that is so good. <laughs> like- <laughs>